Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back to another show. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Uh, we want to thank Cheers and Spirits and the Arnold Station Plaza in Arnold, Maryland, for sponsoring this episode. Um, if you do have any wine or alcohol or beer needs, please head on over to Cheers and Spirits. Let them know we sent you. Um, the staff over there is extremely helpful, especially for a kind of a, a novice alcohol drinker like myself. If uh, if I'm ever looking for recommendations on, on something new, or if I go in there and, and I ask them if I'm looking for a bottle of wine for my wife, I can I know I can go in there, they're going to give me a good recommendation. She's going to be drinking something that she likes, even though I know nothing about wine whatsoever. So we want to thank Cheers and Spirits. Uh, Cheers and Spirits at the Arnold Station Plaza. Head on over there. Uh, get the service you deserve at the price you want. And we got a kind of an interesting pop culture topic to talk about today. Uh, Mike brought it up to me. Mike's Mike's uh, Mike's throat's feeling better. We don't yeah. have, we don't have him on the the remote line tonight. Right, no more strep. <laughs> so, um, and strep sucks for adults. Supposedly, it's worse for us than it is for kids. Um, I used to get it a lot. Oh, I. Well, my, my middle son actually had his tonsils removed because he was a carrier, I guess, of it. That's what we thought so, I was because I was wow. getting it four or five times a year. Wow, I'm surprised they didn't take them. So well, they eventually they did the scope up my nose, down my throat kind of mm-hmm. deal. So they take the freezy spray, okay, spray your nose, and then they take this scope and go right up there, mm-hmm. and they can look down your throat. If, oh. And so they found out I had uh, quite a bit of damage in my throat. So they diagnosed it as GERD, put me on the uh, Pantoprazole, the Protonix. Okay. And um, after I started that, probably about six months after that, I very rarely get strep now. Hmm. Wow. They basically said, you don't have the open source for the germs to get in. Yeah. More or less. Now, I don't know if there's any actual fact to it, but I don't give a crap because it worked. Right. Well, the, the last time I had it was right after my youngest was born. And I was sick. I couldn't hold him or help or anything. I just... Sat on the recliner in the basement and watched football. So I don't know if it was a bad thing. Sounds awful. <laughs> so, and I got this. It was weird. I, we had just left a, a baseball tournament. Um, my son's team violated my baseball tournament rule, which is <laughs> uh, winning. Bla- <laughs> once you get once you're done with pool play, you get to bracket play. If you're going to lose, do it early. And uh, they were Sunday morning champions, and then proceeded to get their. Uh, the, this their the snot kicked out of them in their championship game, which of course was two hours after the first game ended. Right. So, um, yeah. Then I started feeling the tickle in my throat. Then when it started to hurt to swallow, the next day I was like, "Up." Oh. Went in, and I was I was hoping it was strep because I knew that antibiotics would just knock it out. Mm-hmm. And took antibiotics and was fine the next day. So, um, but yeah, there's been some. I mean, I don't want to say it's interesting because it happens all the time. Uh, this time, it's Jason Aldean who's the target, um, and he apparently has gone awry of the people who are uh, who go who get upset about these things because of his uh, song "Try That in a Small Town," and I guess. Um, the video and the lyrics show people rioting and all that sort of stuff. And he says, in a small town, we take care of our own. And 
I mean, I really don't see the big deal of it, but if you're looking to get offended, you'd be offended by just about anything. So I guess country music television pulled the video from there, which I was like, oh, they pulled the video. I'm like, do they, anyone still watch videos on cable TV? Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, the I three think, guys that aren't going to see that video now. So, yeah, because a lot of people are watching CMT for the music videos. <laughs> you know what? You know what they're watching it for? If anyone's watching CMT, they're watching it for like basically the country version of Hallmark movies. Right. That's what CMT plays. Yeah. So I don't even know what they play because I never watch it. Yeah. I'm probably not their target demo. No. So it's mostly women who want to see the romance story where the the girl. Uh, she fell in love when she was a teenager. Uh, that didn't work out. She, she moved had, to the big city and then right. came back. Or she got she got married. She got divorced, and that's why she moved back to the small town. Right. And then she found, you know, she found the high school sweetheart, and they got back together, and they lived happily ever. Right. The guy looks like Luke Bryan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so they pulled it, and then a bunch of other celebrities and people were all fired up about this thing, and um. There's another song called Small Town Throwdown. It was by, I think, Brantley Gilbert. Um, there have been a couple. I mean, people just get so so amped up about these these things. and and But part of me thinks it's not really just everyone. It's just a couple loud vocal people and because it generates clicks. And, you know, here we are two schlubs talking about it. That's um, why we don't get clicks. Yeah, I mean, look, we're so we're people with, yeah. You know, our YouTube channel has over eight hundred subscribers. Our videos get like five views, right? Yeah. Because we don't have clickbait uh, thumbnails, right? We don't have clickbait titles. Mm-hmm. You know, one of our most viewed, I'll say that the two most viewed or listened to episodes was the one where we put um, the word erotic in the t- in the name of the the episode. In the Kyle Rittenhouse episode. Yeah. Because Kyle Rittenhouse's name was clickable. It was yeah. during his trial. Yep. And That's what got clicks. Yeah. Well, there's was there the adult hobbies one? That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, so the erotica one. So it was adult hobbies is still our number one episode to this day. Mm. Erotica, I think, is number two, which <laughs> had no erotica in it whatsoever. <laughs> and then the Kyle Rittenhouse is number three. Yeah. To this day. I mean, but that's what gets clicks. And... I guarantee this one is going to get clicks because I'm going to put Jason Aldean's name in on the thumbnail and the title of, of the episode. Yeah. That's why it's going to get clicks. And people are going to listen to see if we're for the takedown mm-hmm. or against it. Right. And then when we hit them with some nuance, they're going to click oh. right off. Right. <laughs> Their heads are going to explode. Like, I don't want to hear this. I can't. I, I, these guys don't agree with me, so I want to hate them, but they made some points that I might. But I, I still want to hate him, so I hate him. <laughs> right. It, it's funny because we, we don't appeal to left wing, and we don't appeal to right wing. No. Because some of the points we're, right, we're on the right with, some of the points we're on the left with. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because you mentioned this a lot. You listen to Jimmy Dore. I listen to Jimmy Dore. Yeah. I don't think we're as liberal in our viewpoints as him, but we definitely lean more toward the Jimmy Dore and maybe even the Bill Maher side, because I think Bill Maher is finally coming around to the fact that all of these liberal ideas are kind of like, um, what's the word? They're um, 
dreamscapes. They're they're like pie in the sky type of stuff. Yeah, it's like what if if we had a government that worked for the people, these the, these things could get done like universal healthcare. Right. And most of the money wouldn't go to some CEO. Right. Right. But as realists, we kind of realize that it's not going to happen because of that. Right. We don't have a go. We have a government that works for corporate oligarchs and right. um, defense contractors and big donors. So, yeah, there would be money for all these things, but there's no money. But we have plenty of money to drop bombs in Ukraine, but we're not dr- like. Right. So. We just sent cluster bombs over there. Yeah. Like these things are considered like, like, uh, I think they consider them like, like they're for war criminals basically. Yeah. That use these things. For anyone that doesn't know what a cluster bomb is, it's basically a bomb that above the target explodes and basically thousands of BBs, like little bomblets, shoot out. Yeah. And it doesn't ca- it doesn't blow up a target. It essentially destroys it. And people. People, people will essentially get hot BBs run right through them. Yeah, whatever's there. And then the other nice thing about them is the ones that don't go off look like little balls mm-hmm. that a kid might want to play with. Yeah. So when they go find them, yeah. you know, because kids will, I mean, look at look at any video of some, you know, uh, impoverished nation. You see kids, like, playing on trash piles, like, finding pieces of metal and stuff. Like, same thing in a war zone. Like, eventually, some little Ukrainian kid or Russian kid is going to be walking around and say, oh, look, a ball, and, like, blow his hand off. Well, it's kind of like um, in the Middle East, like in uh, Afghanistan and Pakistan, um, with our wars and Russia's wars, mostly it had, they highlighted it during Russia, after Russia left Afghanistan. Russia essentially left landmines. Mm -hmm. And I guess even 20 years later, kids were still finding them, touching them. Oh, yeah. And blowing arms and legs yep. off. And it's still happening in, um, I want to say, in the Balkans, like Bosnia, Herzegovina, all yeah. that. Is, it's all, like, people will walk, like, little kids will, or even, like, even farm animals will step on them and blow up. And be like, oh, well, who cares? It's a cow. Well, if that's your one cow, mm-hmm. and that's where you get milk, and you sell that milk in the market, and then you keep some for your family, like, you know, what if your car just blew up one day? Right, you're an Uber driver, yeah, or a taxi driver, yeah. Your your life, your uh, your livelihood's gone, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Go, I mean, going back to the Jason Aldean thing, for people that don't know, essentially, it was saying uh, he was basically trying to say try the try the BLM riots in a small town, see what happens. Mm-hmm. That was essentially what he was saying, and a lot of the video footage was of the BLM riots and yeah, or, that- or protests, depending on how you want to see it. But essentially, it was try that in a small town. Yeah. And he was basically saying um, you wouldn't get away with it because the people in the small town would basically shoot back and whatever. It it, it was like super duper like, not hillbilly stuff, but like, I feel like a lot of people, like they're going to say, oh, well, I'd fight back. And then it happens and they don't fight back. Oh, there's plenty of dudes out there that have all kinds of AR-15s and then Molon Labe stuff on their truck that wouldn't aren't going to do shit. Right. So, and that's like some of these guys, like, you're not going to do shit. Right. Yeah. So, so, so Jason Aldean makes a song because, to be honest, that, that type of talk is going to be popular amongst the country music scene. And so, when he made the video, he knew what he was doing. He knew it would piss off a certain amount of people. But the thing is, though, those aren't the people that are buying his music. Right. Those aren't the people that are going to his concerts. That video will get him more more 
tickets sold at his concert. It'll get him more record sales. Getting it off of CMT isn't going to affect his bottom line one bit. No, in fact, I think on Apple Music, Spotify, everything, his song's now number one downloaded mm-hmm. since this all happened. And, you know, th- there's another bit of controversy because, like, the courthouse that was in the video, supposedly they tried someone there, uh, or, like, someone got lynched there or something, and it's like, whoever knew that did a whole bunch of, bunch of research to find that. Right. And, I mean, you could probably pick... Like, say it was in some courthouse in, you know, Chitlin Switches, Alabama. I'm sure some miscarriages of justice occurred in that courthouse. Yeah, no, I mean, you could have done how many small courtrooms in the South had lynchings? Yeah. Probably a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So for someone to say, well, that courthouse had lynchings. Well, they all did. Yeah. He Basically, he'd have to go to a courthouse in, like, Massachusetts Portland, or Portland, Oregon or something <laughs> yeah. like that. You can't go to, what do you mean, Massachusetts? No. The Salem Wood Trials so happened. can't do that either. Can't do that. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, Japan, remember the Japanese? Yeah. They, they they had a, then they take over Hawaii for, like, long before as part of the United States, long before Pearl Harbor. I think they had a massive influence on Hawaii. Yeah, there was a big population of Japanese in Hawaii. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was Japanese or Chinese, but, I mean, and it, it, there was a big uproar over they were trying, like someone was trying to make the Japanese as sympathetic figures during World War II, and then someone was like, uh, "I think you need to check your history on what they did before World War II." Yeah, when they basically, I mean, that whole Asian area of of the world, they do not get along. No, and the Japanese really did some. I don't want to say the Jap- I'm saying the Japanese Empire. Yeah, yeah. So the Imperial Japanese Army. Imperial Japanese Navy did some awful things to uh, all over, pretty much from Korea down to Vietnam. Yeah, and they, you know, the rape of Nan, of of uh, Nanjing. That was, I mean, it was awful. It, it and the thing is, they had been fighting there since like 1934. Mm-hmm. So people kind of think like, oh, the World War II started in 1939. Now, the Japanese have been pretty much decimating the Chinese for you know years prior to European uh, fight, you know, uh, hostilities starting. So they messed. They really did a lot, a lot of damage there. So well, we dropped the bomb on them. That wasn't right. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, to to try to turn the Jap the Imperial Japanese forces into like sympathetic figures stuff yeah yeah but i mean it, but i mean the point they made about us dropping the bomb on nagasaki and hiroshima essentially with the war already won part of that was true mm-hmm. i mean and, and whatever the motives were for dropping those bombs sure that that's up for debate but you're not going to make them a sympathetic figure yeah after they did all that they did right you know it, it, but then, then again it's not like the u.s is a sympathetic figure either i mean right. for things that we've done um but well, anyway it but you're right. The the people that are talking about this, about the Jason Aldean thing, it's the same people just trying to stoke any kind of just clickbait they can. Yeah. And and they know people listen to it. Right. And then on the Fox News side, you know, they have everyone getting all fired up about they cancel culture this and cancel culture that and on the on on the MSNBC side, it's I can't believe this guy wrote racist songs and this is racist and everything is racist and you know, he 
you know, tr- try that in a small town. They're all supremacists and bigots, and you know. And but the funny thing is, for all this that's going on now, and the right calling the left snowflakes and all this nonsense, the snowflake dials turned up really high on the right because they're all fired up with the women's national, uh, U.S. women's national soccer team, right? Who in I, I'm not sure where they're even playing. New Zealand, I think. Um, yeah, I think it is New Zealand. I think so. Yeah. Apparently, so they're all standing for the national anthem. Some of the women have their hands across their hearts. Some have them behind their backs. Um, but they're all standing. Right. That's a key but distinction. They're not singing. Right. And the, yeah, right. They're not singing. The hands not over the heart. Meanwhile, so, it, before the Kaepernick thing, if they went up and down the NFL sideline. Not all those players had their hands over their hearts. Some of them had their helmet, like they had their hands on their helmets behind their backs. But they were still like they were being respectful just by standing, yeah. right? Well, that's what these women are doing. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of NHL goalies don't take their masks off. Right, it's all superstition. Once they put their gear on, it stays on. They don't take it off. Yeah, so they stand there. Well, you know, uh, that Simeon Varlamov didn't have his helmet off. That means he does. He hates America. He just didn't take his helmet off. Or you'll see him, like, they'll start to skate before the song's over. Because these guys are all amped up. Mm-hmm. No one says anything about that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, you played sports in high school and in college. I did, too. Like, you know, especially at the varsity level in high school and in college. They probably played the national anthem before games. I do not remember a single time where me or one of my teammates ever sang the lyrics to the song. No. The only thing I might do was yell, oh, <laughs> for the Orioles. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, so it's, you know, the, it's so funny how neither side is interested in, they're just, they're just trying to find issues to cudgel the other side with. Mm-hmm. And these ladies are standing there before a game. Some are focused on the game. Some are, are, are uh, you know, they're, they're, they're just zoned in. They're in the zone. They're not thinking about the song. Someone might not even hear the song playing. So most stadium sound systems suck. Yeah. So you end up hearing like the feed, like not the feedback, but it's almost like an echo. Mm-hmm. So you can't really hear it. So now, if you're mouthing the words and you're not mouthing, and you're you're listening to one part of it and it's on another part that's on the TV, now it sounds like you're not singing it right. Yeah. That's even something else to, for someone yeah. to pick at you about. And then you know, if you're in the military, when the national and you're wearing your uniform. For the national anthem, you're supposed to face the flag or the sound of the music and stand at attention and render a hand salute. Right. And you're not supposed to sing the song. You're supposed to stand there. So do they hate America too? Yep. <laughs> because they're not singing? They yeah. Absolutely. But it, it, it's creepy. It's almost like this dear leader stuff where like, you know, where the communist dictator puts everyone in the square and they have to cheer when he walks down. And if you don't cheer loud enough, you get beaten. Yeah. Like you didn't sing loud enough. You didn't have a smile on your face when you were singing. You know, so it's like, sing the song. Oh, but smile when you're singing, but sing louder. So it's, it, they keep moving the goalposts. Yeah. But then, then part of it is like, well, I'm not going to root for the women's national team because Megan Rapinoe's on it. She hates America. Well, guess what? She's standing for the national anthem, too. Yeah. And I, I do think people that have a gripe with America, they don't they don't phrase it correctly. Right. It's kind of like... If you're going to say, this is my problem with America, preface it with saying, 
this is the best country in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm happy and proud to be here. But we can do better, and this is why I think that. Yeah. But they don't do that. They just say, F you, America, because y'all suck. Yeah, this place is trash. This place is, tr- this place is the worst. Okay, Megan Rapino, who, as a, as a lesbian woman in this country, and, and they're going to say, I know what you're going to say. She's got more rights here than she does anywhere else in the world. More or less, sure. I mean, I'm sure there's some other countries that, that gay and lesbians have more rights in. But in this country, nothing is hindering her now, especially now, right, from living the life that she wants. And in fact, most gay and lesbian people are probably, they're not outspoken. They're not, and not that I'm saying they, don't, they shouldn't say anything. I'm just saying, if you just go about and live your life, Nobody is going to care. You're going to have neighbors that are straight. You're going to have neighbors that are uh, of all shapes and sizes that may know that you're gay or you're lesbian and you're, you, you're married to your, your um, same sex partner and they're not going to care. They're not going to give a shit. Yeah. They're not going to celebrate you like, like pride month every time. But at the, at the end of the day, if all you wanted was to be treated equal, being treated equal means nobody really, no one's celebrating you. Right. You just got you're just living your life. Like I think, your I think it got, it was on God's like, So this is what equal is. Well, this isn't fun. Right. Like, yeah. Welcome to equal. Right. Welcome <laughs> to equal. It's you go to barbecues with your neighbors and you're not talking about pride week. Right. Yeah. You know, or, or you're, you're at a barbecue with your neighbors and you're not talking about, you know, whatever, whatever LGBT uh, thing you want to talk about that week. You're talking about your kids and sports and, you know, or your work or your house payment or the repairs you're doing to your house or, or the crazy lady five doors down that got a package for the neighbor and then posted on Facebook with, with the package. Yeah. And like everyone else is like, well, why didn't you just go and drop it off next door? Why is she posting <laughs> on Facebook? That actually happened today, by the way. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. I'm like, this lady... She lives at twelve fifty, and I'm not going to say the lane, but she lives at she lives at twelve fifty. The package was for twelve fifty one, cross street, probably. Yeah, and she literally posted on Facebook said, "Oh, this got delivered to the wrong place. It's on my porch." Okay, walk it over there. <laughs> it's ten feet, right? <laughs> but you know, but it's almost like equal is just living in. Re- Basically, uh, it's obscurity. Yeah, no one cares about you, right? And that's a good thing. I'm I'm happy that I mean my friends care about me. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not like marching through the streets for my Armenian heritage. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. There's, there's no Ar- there's no Armenian pride uh, happy day. There might be, <laughs> huh? There might be. Maybe, but I'm not going to that. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> right. Right, you have a softball tournament to go to. That's right. I get, I got to coach 12 girls and go play in a softball tournament this weekend. And I'm hoping not to get crushed. Right. That's all. That's what my that's where my thoughts are. Not to get crushed, but if you're going to lose, right. lose early. Never lose early. That's right. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, on Sunday? Give me like, a pep talk. Yeah. All right, look, girls. Girls. <laughs> we played great yesterday. I get it. But if we're losing by, like, six in the first inning, we're in tank, so we can go home early today. 
I don't think that's the pep talk yeah. anyone's looking yeah. for. I, look, I don't want to spend all day here watching mediocre softball, okay? And you guys probably don't want to stand here and play mediocre softball all day. That's right. So let's just meet each other in the middle. And if we're going to lose, let's do it. In the, let's get mercy ruled in the second inning. Right. And get out of here and get our day back. You want to know what? I'd probably bribe them. Be like, look, girls. After the first inning, we're down by six. I'll take you for ice cream if you punt in the second <laughs> inning. <laughs> just, just, just don't field anything. Let them, or just ice cream's on me. Yeah, <laughs> I might win that one. <laughs> like, no, you know, like, look, you can either have ice cream for free, mm-hmm. or a three dollar trophy that'll end up in the back of your closet. Right. What do you think? What do you right. think? We got a deal. Yeah, you're gonna break it on the way home. In the right. <laughs> So, won't even have your name on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that trophy, name. Right. And that trophy comes with a four-hour gap in the middle of the day. Right. During which time we do nothing. <laughs> so. Right. It, and it'll be 105 degrees. Right. Because it's July. Yeah, and you're all going to complain. Right. Every one of you. <laughs> so ice cream? <laughs> or another six hours of this? <laughs> If we lose the first one. Although, I, so for us, if we do lose the first one, we're out. But your point is, if you win the first one and then lose the second one. So if you're going to win the first one. Win the second one. W- win the rest of them. Right? Yeah. Don't yeah. win the first one and then get mercy ruled in the second one. Not in the th- second inning. Let's wait till the sixth inning to do it. Right. Like, let's just stay right there until all the way to the sixth inning. Like we could have, we could have been out of here. Right, we're out of here six hours ago. <laughs> we eat throw you in the third inning of this debacle that we're right. playing through right now. Like, but oh, you can't do that. They're only ten. You can't destroy their feelings. What are you teaching them? Efficiency. Right, right. I'm teaching them that ice cream's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes you got to cut your losses. Right. right? <laughs> Don't stay married to a bad idea. <laughs> what? You know the funny part is I have no idea how we're gonna do. But speaking of how we're doing, we got a, re- a new review on from on our Apple podcast. Oh yeah, do you want do you want to hear it? Sure. It's it's a one star review. Ooh, and the title says zero stars. Well, you already gave us one, so hmm. right. I don't think because I don't think he can give us zero. <laughs> so like, <laughs> the one is like a mercy one. And he goes, it's from uh, I'm, I'm even gonna say his name. It's Benny Nunez. So we're reaching some minorities. Okay. That's a positive. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is a serious waste of time. Oh. Feel your brain fold smoothing while you listen. Oh, wow. Thanks, guy. Better yet, get your teeth pulled or your plumbing unclogged. More entertaining. So that was from Benny Nunez from the United States on July 14th. Really appreciating the show because you want to know what, Benny? You listened. <laughs> you want to know what? Howard Stern got more airtime from NBC because people hated listening to him. So they, and the number one reason why they wanted to hear what he had to say next. Yeah. The same reason the people that liked him listened only the people that didn't like them or didn't like him listened an hour longer than the people that liked him. (laughs) So guess what, Benny? I appreciate you listening to the show (laughs) and thank you for leaving a review. Now, apparently, and I didn't realize this, we were in the top 100 podcasts in the Philippines, really, for a time. We're out of it now. We're not in. We're not in the top 100 anymore. But we were. Oh wow! Uh, 
we were under the category of personal journals. Okay. So that's good and bad. Hmm. I'm sorry Benny thinks we suck, but I also thank Benny for listening. Yeah. So a little bit of both. I mean, my my wife thinks this sucks too, but she doesn't even listen. So you're he's you know that's two people right there that think we suck. (laughs) You know, I mean, hey, I'm I'm, but at the same time, people think we suck. Listen, (laughs) thanks for listening. Yeah. What was that when when that show Frasier? Uh, I'm listening. Right. (laughs) So thank them for that. Oh, the other thing was uh, so with the women's national team. Beside all the protests, political stuff, which they're not doing or whatever, I decided to place a little bet on the World Cup. Okay. Um, so you can bet on them to outright win the whole World Cup. It was going off at plus 240. So basically, I made a $10 wager. Mm-hmm. It'll return $34. So okay. it'd be a $24 profit. Um, so it, it's a double, double plus a half of your money. Um, if it hits. Now, the chances of the women winning the World Cup are pretty good. Okay. So I was like, you know what? It's worth a $10 flyer on yeah. it. Um, we don't want to talk about football right now, do we? Not really. I, I, mean, made, I made some future bets on that, too. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I, I don't... And I, the Orioles. It's funny. I never wanted <laughs> any of those, like, when when they when they did all their kneeling stuff, the women's national team, like, yep. I wanted to lose. But the thing, I don't really care that much about the sport to begin with. So, yeah. like soccer in any iteration, I, I don't care. So um, I like it. Yeah, I don't. I, I kind of like. I need to. I want to be able to pick a team so I can be a fan. It's just a matter of do I do it? Do I pick a team in the Premier League where the best players are, or do I pick a team in the MLS that is local, right? But that's beside the point. My thing with the women's national team. When they had the protest, it's like, so Kaepernick was protesting a thing. Mm-hmm. He was protesting his certain cause. When the women's on the when the women on the women's national team were taking a knee, it almost was like they're protesting the country itself. And my thing is like, look, if you're going to protest the country, but you're willing to take the paycheck that comes with representing the country, yeah, that kind of negates your purpose right there, like. I, it, if you were to protest you, the country, you would have not taken that money. Right. Or, or you just w- you wouldn't have... Because Megan Rapinoe at that time was a big figure in women's soccer. So if she would she would have made a bigger splash if she would have said, I'm protesting the national team because of the stance that the U.S. takes on these items. Yeah. And I'm not willing to take a paycheck from the country that I'm protesting against. That would have made a much bigger impact in my mind than kneeling before a national anthem and still taking the paycheck. And I, for me, if you're going to say you don't like what the country is doing or you don't like the country, to take the paycheck from the country to represent the country, to me, it makes no sense. Yeah. It's like, just don't represent the country. Right. If, if you're... But then, like, well, you're telling her to leave if she doesn't like it. No, no, no. I'm saying if you dislike it so much that you feel the need to protest it, you definitely shouldn't want to represent it in any form or fashion. We had no, I mean, you had no problem. Yeah, you have no problem cashing the check. Right. So. But, I mean, I get it. It's your job. But it, 
You know, there's the National Women's Soccer League she could have gotten money for. Now, don't get me wrong. The national team pays the most. Yeah. I get that. But if you if you were really... Uh, if you're really serious in your convictions... Um, and you were really protesting the country and what it stood for... You, you would have made a bigger stand than just kneeling during a national anthem while you're cashing pretty sizable paychecks. Right. And everything that came with it, which was the endorsements. It's Mm -hmm. like, look, I don't want to give up my fame and fortune, which in my mind says you really don't care enough about what you're speaking out about. Like You're not putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Just another virtue signal. It was. It was. Unfortunately, people take that seriously. Yeah. It's like you're, she, she's not a serious individual. Mm Mm-hmm. Like if you if you gave it all up to prove your point, that's a serious protest. It's kind of like was he Kaepernick kind of did give it like he gave it all up. He gave it up. Look, I might not like what he was protesting for, but he shot himself in the foot with his protest, and he he stayed with paycheck. Now is he making more now than he was before? Of course he is. And some people might argue that Kaepernick did what he did to keep himself relevant. Knowing that he was he he didn't do it when he was a starter, right? When yeah. he was on the bench, he did it. But right. when he was a starter, he didn't do it. And I wonder if had had San Francisco's fortunes remained good, like after they went to the Super Bowl and lost to uh, Baltimore, the, uh, yeah, to, to our Baltimore Ravens. Um, you should say that one more time. Our Baltimore Ravens. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And um, let the people know. And and Geo Flacco, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. but. <laughs> Had had he had say the next year they went to the Super Bowl and won, and then he stayed the starter in, and that team was kind of messed up like from the core, uh, starting with their coach and GMs. I mean, it was just all all kinds of dysfunction in that organization. But had it stayed good and they stayed good, would he have done any of it? I would say no. I agree with you. Because he was going to be in line for another big paycheck. Yeah. Um, Because his numbers were good enough to where he would have been probably the highest paid quarterback when his contract came up. Yeah, well, and the NFL loves, they just love to throw money after quarter. You just be a mediocre quarterback in the NFL and you clear. Look, Kirk Cousins. Yep. You know, how much money they're paying that guy? Like, uh,. Albert Hainsworth said the best way to make money in the NFL is to be a mediocre quarterback. Yeah. And they'll just throw money at you. They think if they spend elite money on their mediocre quarterback, they become an elite quarterback. The Ravens yeah. did the same thing with Flacco. Yep. Well, um, they, they had to pay him, though. Yeah. Well, he was going to go. He, he would he would end up in Pittsburgh or Cleveland or. Somebody was going to pay that dude money. Yeah. And that they would they would have paid him that contract. Because yeah. Because, I mean, he was literally a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. That His postseason run was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean,. Somebody was going to pay him that money, and the Ravens had just—I mean, remember before Flacco was Kyle Bowler, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, we ain't going back to that." Yeah, and Flacco didn't really seem like he was—he lost skill then. He probably—he still had some of that skill. I'd say two, two, three years into that contract. Yeah, but four and five, he just—he was a shell of himself. Um, but it also stemmed from when after the Super Bowl. I think Anquan, that was the year Anquan Bolden went to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I think Anquan Bolden was a bigger impact than Joe Flacco than people realize. Yeah. Because um, he had a receiver who would go get the ball. And he also had a tight end 
That he had um who's the one after Heap? <sighs> I can't remember that dude's name. But he was a really good tight end. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Heap. God who Was it Heap? Anyway. It was one of the to say. It was one of the five Mormons that played yeah. tight end for the Ravens at one point. <laughs> <laughs> It was. A, I think we had a steady run of Mormon tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> um, not to knock Mormons, I just think they were all. I think, I think we had like two or three like really good tight ends, and they were all like from BYU at one point. Right. It's like, is this the formula? <laughs> like you finally. Like, well, it's like what's BYU like? How Penn State was linebacker university. Right. right, right. BYU is. Tight end university. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they had a run for a while. Well, I mean, you had to get away from the University of Miami after Aaron Hernandez decided to go murder some people. Right, yeah. Because that was that was tight end university. Kellen Winslow was a kind of a bust. Then Aaron Hernandez came after that and he just murdered some people. Yeah. So you kinda you couldn't go back to the and then right. University of Miami kinda lost some luster by the tight end group. <laughs> They're like, I wonder what the what the Patriots would have done had Hernandez not been insane and killed people and they had Gronkowski. Do you keep both of them or do you you shop one of them. Yeah, people don't remember that Hernandez was the number one. It yeah. was not Gronkowski. Yeah. Um, I think Gronkowski probably gets let go. Yeah. Because he was basically a blocking tight end. Mm-hmm. Be- because Hernandez was not a blocking tight end. Right. Um, so, that, yeah, I if he hadn't gone to jail for murder... <laughs> dude, it's like... I find it rare. Like, you were in the NFL. Yeah. Stop murdering people. <laughs> Don't kill someone. There's more. There's more money in your actual career than your murders. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point, you just got Dennis Pitta. That okay. was the guy. Um. So it's Todd Heap and then Pitta. Right. That and then then Andrews. Yep. Now. Yeah. So. Um. So. Yeah. It, Aaron, Aaron Hernandez, bro. <laughs> when you make it, get out of the other game that you're in. Right. Like, st- you got to stop. Like, I don't even think he was part of the drug game. I think he just murdered some people. <laughs> it's like, like or he on, got man. into it just for like to get into it. Right. It's like, bro, you, <laughs> you were you were making low uh, low millions. In the NFL, and you were due for big millions. Oh yeah, like my man could have been making eight mil a year for a tight end. That's not bad money. Yeah, and no, I'm just I, I'm gonna shoot some people, or I'm gonna pay for people to shoot some people for over some bullshit. Did, did he kill himself in prison? Yep. Yeah, at least I think he did. I mean, killed himself. I mean, it's like an Epstein kill himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or is it like but someone killed him? <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah, so, but Kaepernick, I don't think, I don't think he would have done any of that stuff had he stayed, he may have felt that way, mm-hmm. but if he's getting endorsements and he's getting big NFL money and, you know, uh, had stayed at that level, but the team fell apart around him, they're looking for whatever, so they go and they, I don't even remember who, who was it, who was the guy that started ahead of him? Some Dude. some nobody was like Blaine Gabbert, yeah, yeah. Guy, <laughs> <laughs> so now you're like, wow, I'm backing up Blaine Gabbert, right? What that's can a, I do? Like, that's oh. enough. To, that's enough to hang yourself in prison. Oh, yeah, that, pulling Aaron Hernandez on yourself. Yeah, 
Which he basically did with the, he basically committed career suicide. Yeah, then he was dating that like smoke show Egyptian yeah. DJ girlfriend of you know. Some people think the girl is what got him like they said before he dated her, he didn't think that way. Yeah. And then he dated her and then kinda like melted his mind a little bit to like be what she wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a Story as old as time. I mean, yeah. got, a guy gets in with a girl, wants to wants to keep the girl. Yeah. And so we, you know, it's kind of like uh, the Adam Sandler skit when they're talking about uh, this guy's trying to convince his friend to go to this uh, to go to this ceremony or whatever. And at the very end, the guy's like, "No, oh, man, I really don't want to go." And he's like, "There's a girl I want to meet there. All right." <laughs> and so they go, and they're basically they they start chanting, "The night time is the right time. The night time is the right time." <laughs> And he and the other guy meets a girl there, and so he's like, "Man, I'm so glad you convinced me to come to this thing." <laughs> yeah, guys will do amazing things for for girls. Oh so. yeah, yeah, some dumb stuff. Colin so. Kaepernick just threw away an NFL career over it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. think about this: him and Marcus Mariota are essentially the same quarterback, uh-huh. skill wise. Marcus Mariota is still playing in the NFL right now. Yeah, whether whether he was making starter money or backup money doesn't matter. You can. I think that the was the Albert Hainsworth quote about a mediocre quarterback or a backup quarterback. I forgot what it was. It was mediocre. So because he was talking about Kirk Cousins. Oh, was he really? Yeah. But someone else said like the best job in the NFL was being a backup quarterback. Yeah. You essentially don't have to play, mm-hmm. and you get paid. I, I think the minimum for quarterbacks is like two, three mil a year. Well, and, and now teams want to keep a solid backup because, like, look at look at the Ravens when Lamar went down. You have to have a Lamar capable quarterback. Don't remind me of that. Someone that can do half of what he can do. We found out that dude couldn't do a quarter of what Lamar right. could do. <laughs> Especially jump. Yeah. My man had <laughs> I mean, his three inch vertical. Yeah. He has no hops. <laughs> and look, this is coming from a guy who also has no hops. Right. He has no hops. Right. He's a professional athlete. <laughs> like, we couldn't have. Like, you couldn't have put a... You know he can't jump. Right. Like, put a running back at quarterback if he can jump. Mm-hmm. At least they're used to doing the... They practice the dive. Yeah. And then to lose the ball in that fashion. I don't think his toe got off the ground. I think when he tried to jump, he got shorter. He was like a negative jump. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, it's like, dude, how do you drop the ball? <laughs> Like you got the? Don't you have the sticky glove? Right, you should. Have, yeah, put another one on before you make that play. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man! And then, it, 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 I, the fact that I still remember this play, like I, I'm replaying it in my mind right now. It's as clear as day. Yeah, that some 280 or 300 pound lineman is running it the other direction, and nobody can catch him. <laughs> like, look, Broseph. You just drop the ball. You catch chase, him. Yeah, chase after him. Yeah. <laughs> you're fast. So now you can't jump, and you're not fast. <laughs> what are we doing with you? Right. <laughs> can't throw. <laughs> right. Can't. I mean, look. I get it. You know, minority solidarity. But there has to be a white guy on the roster who could run faster than that. Yeah. Shoot, Mark Andrews almost got him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like our number one white guy. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised Pat Ricard wasn't there too. <laughs> But not Snoop. Right. My man was 30 yards behind him, behind the defensive lineman who got the ball. Right. 
I'm still a little bit stung by this. <laughs> part part of my excitement, yeah. but I, I that play just when they said they were bringing him back for another season, like that should have been instant cut. That was who who was the um, who was the wide receiver who dropped the ball in the end zone against the Patriots? It was Jacoby Myers? No, not Jacoby Myers. Shoot, I cannot remember the dude's name. Um, Lee, Lee Evans. Okay, he dropped the ball like. Flacco drops it in his breadbasket. He's in the end zone. This would win the game. Yeah. Drops the ball. And then Cundiff misses the field goal. That, <laughs> it was that game. <laughs> this is prior to St. Justin Tucker of... Uh... Yes. Yeah. We, we, tried a, we tried Billy Cundiff. Bill, Billy Cundiff's last name is now an, is now a, what is it, an adjective. Is that the right or name? Verb. Or verb. Cundiff. You Cundiffed it. What yeah. is that? Is that that's that a, verb, a verb, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, a dude's last name is a verb. <laughs> Pardon my non-English knowing. Well, how about this past uh, year when that Cowboys kicker kept missing? <laughs> he missed extra points after after chip shot field goal. And it's like, oh, man, this guy right. <laughs> missed again. <laughs> <laughs> but then everyone's kind of, like, laughing because of the Cowboys. Yeah. But then he finally made it. Everyone's like, thank God this guy made it. <laughs> right. And I think they cut him after he made it one or two. Yeah. And I don't think they, I think they got someone else, but... Yeah, like you get cut, like you don't even get to ride the the, the charter flight home. No. Like find your own flight home. <laughs> right, you get to fly coach <laughs> on United. Yeah, and where people are just fighting each other. Yeah, frontier. Yeah, <laughs> plastic <laughs> seats. Spirit. <laughs> you don't even get a full t- tray table. Yeah. By the way, have you ever been on Spirit? The tray table is the size of my hand. I've never, and I will never. Yeah, no, I I did it once. Never do it again. Like those airlines make Southwest look like legacy carriers yeah like a boarding group like oh you're first class bro yeah like it's like like emirates first class compared to yeah spirit like the back of the seats cut out is it <laughs> so like all like you know how like the back would have like stuffing yeah and like it would be flat and whatnot not on spirit spirit uh, you see the roundedness so it's basically like the seat it's it's like the plastic seat yeah and they literally just like put some kind of fabric over it but didn't cover the back of it. So if, you basically see the curvature of the seat. Yeah, if they could use stadium seats, they would. Yeah. Like where the like the little freaking thing fl- not movie theater. Right. <laughs> Those are padded. Stadiums. Hard plastic. They yeah. just flop, you get up and they stick back up. And they tr- they if there's a little kid, you have to like put extra weight on them so it stays down. So there's a fall in the crack. And they try and sell it to you. Oh, they're extra comfortable because they conformed to your bottom. <laughs> no. It's hard as shit. <laughs> Stop trying to convince me of this bullshit. But while we're talking about football, well, we can kind of bring this to a close in a minute. Um, some of the futures bets I placed, um, of course, they're making me log back in. So I took the I took the Ravens over ten and a half wins. So if they get to eleven wins, this is the same bet I did last year. Mm-hmm. Um. The it was minus one oh two. So a twenty five dollar bet, you're essentially getting your money uh, double your money minus like a dollar. Uh the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I bet money on the Raiders last year. Big mistake. But the over under was six and a half wins for the Raiders. Who's your quarterback this year? Jimmy G, Jim Pornstar Jimmy. Oh really? Yeah. Now, I don't think Jimmy is that bad of a quarterback. His health has always been the issue. He's back with McDaniels, where 
they were with together in New England. I think the over-under is only six and a half. I think they can make seven. So I did $25 on that. Mm-hmm. And that returns um, returns your money plus another buck. So basically, fifty one dollars return on that. Um, I also did some Orioles bets, by the way. Okay. So to win the AL East, it was going off at plus twenty six, two sixty. So I put ten dollars to return thirty six. Like that's not a bad bet. Yeah. Um, and I put it on them before they took over first, so okay. I got a little bit better deal on that. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, well, let's see what else there is. And then there was the Orioles to win the American League, so basically win the ALCS. Mm-hmm. It was a plus 70, 750, so $10 to win 85 So I'm not betting a ton, but some of these returns are pretty good if they right. win. Um, and then I was like, well, if I'm betting to win the American League, what if they, what if they win the World Series just on chance? Plus eighteen hundred. Okay. So a ten dollar bet returns one ninety. All right. Worst case, you lose a ten dollar bet, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I think the Orioles. I mean, they they've got the best record in the American League now. Yeah. The Yankees kind of slid back. You know, lot. it's it's funny because when I when they took over, when they were in sole possession of the lead in the AL mm-hmm. East, I was like, that's the best. You know, it's second best. Is that the Yankees are in last? And you know it's third best. The Red Sox are in second to last. <laughs> so. you know, the only caveat to that is they both have winning records, though. Yeah. Well, if you so the AL East is strong. Now, if you look at the AL Central with Minnesota and Detroit, I mean, I think Minnesota wouldn't even would be in last place with their current record over any in any other. Yeah. Uh, Division. Yep. So, well, they, they they went to the balanced schedule this year, so the AL East doesn't play more games against other AL East teams now. Mm-hmm. They all play all the teams equally. Yeah. So, I think you're going to see. And I kind of made a bad bet earlier in the year. I took uh, the Red Sox over under with 77 wins, mm-hmm. and they've got 51 right now. I think I took the under on that. Because I thought the Red Sox were going to have a rough year. Yeah. Now their second half could be rough, and I, I might get that bet. Um. But I took the Orioles over 70, 75 wins, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely going to get that one. Yeah. The only problem is it might get offset by the uh, by the Red Sox bet if yeah. the Red Sox get over seventy seven wins. But see, if the Red Sox are really stinking up the joint, they might just blow it up. Yeah. So, and you all, not that anyone would get hurt, but you still have like. Some catastrophic pitching injuries, yeah. stuff like that that can you know so, and if they're stinking towards end of August, you know they're going to start blowing that thing up. Yeah, they're going to go for draft picks. Yeah, because um, the Red Sox used um, they use the Billy Bean model, the old uh, Moneyball model. Mm-hmm. They still use that even though they have more money. Um, so they do they do value draft picks. So yeah, you're right. They could jettison some some talent. Um, I still think they're going to get over 77 wins though. So I think I'm going to lose that one, but I'll win the Orioles one. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll basically wash that because out because the Orioles are at, I think what 61 right now. Yeah, I so mean, yeah, there, there's no way they're not going to yeah, hit. That team looks good. They do. Dude, I I was watching them against Tampa Bay, and uh, there was a great double play, line drive to Gunnar Henderson at third. 
Gunner catches it for the first out, and then from his knees throws it to first because the runner on first wasn't able to get back in time, and they got him too. It was, I mean, it was sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just d- defensively, they're firing at all cylinders. They're getting hits from all over the lineup. Um, well, so. also, you, you got to think, I mean, and they got to these wins with Cedric Mullen out for like a month. Yeah. So, and now, I mean, now that they got him back, they're, they're in a tough spot, though. And I only, they're in a good tough spot, though. They've called up some prospects mm-hmm. like Jordan Westberg um, and. Gunnar Henderson was called up as well, but they still have one of the top farm systems in the league. Yeah, with those guys that got promoted. So I'm basically saying, take those guys out of the system. The guys that are still left in the system, mm-hmm. they still have a top three farm system. Yeah, and apparently Jackson Holiday is the number one rated prospect. Yeah, he's, he's he just got promoted to double A. Yeah, so I need, we need to get out to Bowie to see a game. Yeah, but definitely, and, and and we're going. I think in a couple weeks. Yeah, um, but yeah. It, their their dilemma is going to be they're obviously in it. Do you trade some prospects for pitching, starting pitching right now? Mm-hmm. Now Jackson Holiday is not going to be on the block. They're not trading him, right? But they have a lot of prospect capital to use, and they've been talking. There is the talk of Shohei Otani coming to Baltimore. The problem is he's not going to re-sign here. Didn't he just sign in Atlanta? Otani? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I hope not. That could be some uh, some misinformation I heard. Fake news? Yeah. Let's see. Otani trade. No. He's still with the Angels. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't been traded yet. Um, well, wait, 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 wait. Braves? Did you say the Braves? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, never mind. They're just taking part in. Yeah. Okay. I just think he's a prime candidate for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Because the, the Angels want a lot for him, which I think is strange. He's in a contract here. Yeah. And everyone knows he's not going to resign with the Angels. No. That team's going nowhere. The problem, the problem though, is most Asian players like to stay on the West Coast. Um, and the MLB likes them on the West Coast because the Asian countries can watch games at a reasonable hour. Yep. Um, so having him in Baltimore, I mean, that being said, I mean, who is that? Um, they just picked up a pitcher from uh, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a good pitcher. He had some rough go, but apparently his bad stat line was from the early on in the season, mm-hmm. and his last two months have been really good. But who who was the guy? That signed with the Yankees. That was a huge Japanese pitcher. Was it Hideki Matsui? Yeah. Um, he was a huge signing at the time. Yeah. And he signed with an East Coast team, but they paid a lot of money for him. Yeah. I just don't think Otani signs on an East Coast team unless someone just drops a boatload of cash in his pocket. Yeah, and I don't know if Peter Angelos is doing that. No, and and, and you got to think. I mean, you're not just getting a pitcher. You're getting, a, you're getting essentially the best pitcher in the game and the best hitter. Yeah. I mean... If I was that guy, I'm going to go to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's – and people were trying to like – people were trying to say that – they were talking about generational talent. And it was um, – it, it was on Twitter and they were talking about – they are talking to Rob Long from the Big Bad Morning Show. 
and they were essentially trying to say that Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rutschman are generational talents. And I kind of inter- I interjected and I said, as long as Shohei Otani is part of this generation of player, none of them are generational talents. Yeah. Because they're not pitching, they're not the best pitcher and the best hitter in the game. He's the only one. He is one of one. What I so I saw him play at Camden Yards on back in May. And the dude started, he pitched. I think he went six innings. And then almost hit the cycle. Like I mean, could you start the game starting pitcher hits the cycle? I mean the first time in history that, that ever happened. And um and the thing is, the only reason he didn't hit the cycle, he hit a ball that could have been a double. If there was no runner on first, he would have gotten the double. Mm. That's the one he missed. So, um, yeah, it, it was crazy. Like, for baseball fans, that guy is the biggest anomaly we are ever going to see. Mm-hmm. Like, forget Barry Bonds and the home run record. Forget the Mark, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa thing. I mean, outside of, like... Shoot, I, I don't, I don't, I just don't think you can compare him to anybody. I mean, outside of Babe Ruth, which yeah. none of us saw, right, right, and, and in this modern day where they protect players like with with bubble wrap to let, and especially his first year here, he blew out his arm, mm-hmm. and he comes back and he's still allowed to pitch and hit, and the fact that he stayed injury free since, yeah, we're never going to see anything like this. And the dude is being wasted in Anaheim. It, I am, I, like, I am shocked at the amount of money the Angels have spent on players, the contracts they've given out. Think about it. They got Albert Pujols out of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. They paid Mike Trout. Yeah. They they got Shohei Otani. And and look at me. And even the Padres. Look at what the look at the people they've paid. Yeah. The amount of money San Diego's paid to the to the Padres players is crazy. They're in dead last. Yeah. The Angels, dead last. Like that's a lot of money to lose all that all those games. Yep. So imagine if Otani can go to an East Coast team. The amount of eyeballs that will be on him is far and above what we're going to be on him with LA. Oh yeah. The only LA team that could possibly even match the eyeballs of an East Coast team is the Dodgers. Yeah. Because they're, and, and the reason being is because there's still a lot of East Coast Dodger fans from the time they were the Brooklyn Dodgers. Mm-hmm. A lot of the older fans. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'd like to see him in Baltimore. I don't think he'll resign, but, um, but maybe hey, maybe maybe Otani will feature himself in a music video, like Jason Aldean's, and they'll can- and they'll <laughs> cancel canceled. beforehand. Yeah. Um. I feel, or he won't sing the national anthem loud enough. Right. I mean, he's Japanese, but he should be singing our national anthem. Right. Yeah. So. Well, we appreciate you listening. If you have any comments or want to rate us like Benny did with a zero star review, uh, we'd love to hear about it. We hope you listen. We want to thank Cheers and Spirits at the Arnold Station Plaza. Pick up some wine, beer, or liquor. And if you have trouble deciding what you want, go ahead and ask. They will be more than happy to help you out. And they've never let me down as far as selection goes. So, we hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>